You are listening to the Tenacious Acorn Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica O'Neill. September always feels to me like the real beginning of a new year, much, much more so than January 1st. And it's probably a holdover from my school days when September meant new clothes and new shoes and new pencils and new notebooks and, of course, you know, a new teacher and a new classroom and maybe new classmates and new things to learn. And I can vividly remember how excited I would get uh, the, the day before the first day of school. And a lot of times I could not fall asleep for hours and hours on the night before the first day of school. Uh, Because I would just be so filled with anticipation and a little bit of nervousness and a little, you know, maybe a little bit of fear, Um, but just this overwhelming feeling of, you know, things are about to start. Like, this is so exciting. This is going to be really cool. Um, You know, and, and, and that thrill of, a little bit of, you know, the unknown, like what's my new teacher going to be like? What's my new classroom going to be like? How, how are my classmates going to be, you know? And it was just, it was so exciting and so thrilling and it would literally keep me up at night. Um, but you know, eventually that all wears off and, (laughs) Usually by November, I would be dragging myself out of the house to go to school, to catch the school bus. I mean, nothing was new anymore. My shoes were scuffed. You know, the new clothes smell had worn off through many, many launderings. I knew all my classmates. I had seen my teacher angry probably by this point. You know, it was just... Same old, same old, every day, same routine, mundane, you know, gym classes on Wednesdays, and we have math at 9.30, and there's pizza in the cafeteria on Fridays, you remember the the square pizza, you always wanted to get a corner piece, Um, you know, but the thrill was gone, The, the thrill was long gone, and now it was just like, this is what I have to do to pass this grade. And I, and I was a good student. I love school. You know, I, I, in general liked being there, but you know, I'm talking about that, that feeling you have when, you know, you, you know, what's coming, you know, you know, what every day is going to be like, you know, what every Tuesday is going to be like, you know, what every Thursday is going to be like, you know, that this week is going to look a lot like the previous week. And the next week is going to look a lot like this week. And, Ho hum, right? Yeah. I mean, we we deal with it now, right? And I mean, I, I know that now a lot of kids go to school, go back to school in August. And so they may already be feeling that way right now. You may be feeling that way about your kids being back in school right now. You're like, maybe you were super excited uh, right before they went back, like, ah, yes, I'll have a little bit of free time uh, if you have little kids or, you know, oh, yeah, you know, the teenager will be back at school and 
we won't have to be worrying about sport camps and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe, maybe you're not, maybe like me, you were a little sad to see your kid go back to school. But all of this talking about school and September really feeling like the beginning of a new year always for me uh, is, is a way of leading me into talking about today's topic, which I'm going to introduce today's topic by posing a question to you. And that question is, what is harder for you? Taking the first scary step into something new, into a new project or a new program or a new challenge? uh, Or is it harder for you to stay motivated and stick to that plan once that initial enthusiasm, that initial newness has worn off. And the scratching and thumping that you're hearing, I am not holding anyone hostage. That is my cat, Oscar, who really wants to be a part of today's discussion about newness and motivation. And he's very motivated to try to claw his way through the door right now, but we're just going to ignore him. <laughs> so in talking about motivation versus, you know, staying motivated versus the uh, the initial pluck, the initial resolve to take that leap, I find that the answer is going to vary depending on the person. Uh, but for me, definitely, and possibly for a lot of you, it's that second part, that that staying motivated, that sticking with a plan once the new plan smell has worn off, that is when it gets hard. Uh, you know, I mean, sure, it's hard to make a commitment to something new and different and new habits and, you know, talking about it specifically, you know, from a from a health standpoint, you know, those eating new foods, different foods, making different healthier choices, instituting new practices in your life, uh, often radically different from what you were doing before. And, and, and that can be hard. It can definitely be hard. But all of that has the allure, the cachet, the excitement and enticement of being new and being different. And that's important because that can get us through some of those rough spots right at the very beginning uh, when we aren't feeling so awesome. You know, that, that thrill of taking on a new challenge can help us keep going through the withdrawal symptoms we might be feeling when we give up sugar, or it can help us stay strong through the carb flu symptoms when we go paleo or primal or keto. Um, it can it can get us back onto our yoga mats, you know, when our muscles are really sore still from our last practice, or you know even help us deal with uh, some of those criticisms and uh, unhelpful, unsupportive comments from family or friends or, or things like that that we've talked about in some pre- previous podcasts and previous blog posts. You know, that newness, that excitement that comes with 
doing something new and different can really help us deal with all of that when we're first getting started. But then just like anything else, you know, that newness goes away. That initial excitement fades. Things aren't so shiny anymore, you know, and and this is this is where a lot of tripping up occurs. Um, you can see this, you know, not just in terms of health, but you see it in relationships and things like that. You know, I mean, think back to when you first fell in love with someone and everything was new and exciting and couldn't wait to see them, couldn't wait to hear about the tiniest detail in their day, the tiniest detail in their life. And, you know, especially if you've been in a in a long relationship, you know, that fades or at least it ebbs and flows. You know, you're, you move to a different place where a lot of times people, you know, kind of get bored. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, if you don't make the effort to keep yourself motivated, then things can fall apart and you end up, you know, parting ways because that you didn't have the effort expended to maintain it. And it's, it's the same way with, with changing our lives, uh, in terms of, you know, our eating and our movement and our, and our sleep and all of that. Once that newness wears off, suddenly, you know, why are you doing this? You know, you, especially when you hit those periods of time in your journey to health where suddenly, you know, you're, you're not dropping weight so quickly anymore. Cause we all know, you know, you, as soon as you change your diet, change things up, your body generally releases a certain amount of weight pretty quickly. Uh, but then that slows down or maybe it stops altogether or, you know, maybe you're noticing that you're not seeing the strength gains in the gym that you were seeing at the beginning, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're not really adding heavier plates onto your barbell, or, you know, you might even see some regression, you might see either in your, in your eating or in your workouts, you might see a little bit of regression where maybe like, you are actually unable to do as many reps or, your body's holding on to a little bit of weight or putting some back on. And so what do you do now, right? Do you say, screw it, you know, and go back to your old habits? Do you throw your yoga mat in the back of the closet? You know, do you decide to skip your workout in favor of sitting on the couch and binge watching, you know, Game of Thrones or Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell or whatever your jam is on, on binge watching stuff, you know, do you, do you do that? Do you say, you know, forget about the fruits and vegetables and healthy foods and go out and buy a giant bag of Doritos and a can of cheese whiz, you know, is, is that how you deal with that? And, you know, a lot of people do. That's exactly what a lot of people do. They think, well, this didn't work. And I'm going to tack on an either. This didn't work either because, you know, all of us, for the most part, have been there where we tried something 
and it worked for a while and then it seemed like it wasn't working and so we walked away from it we we abandoned that and you know and a lot of people do that and they go back to eating what they were eating before and they go back to moving or not the way they did before and living the way they did before and pretty soon they feel just like they did before they feel the same lousy nagging physical problems they have brain fog again they have aches and pains again you know their genes don't fit again you know and they have all the same health issues you know maybe their blood sugar goes back up their cholesterol numbers aren't great their blood pressure isn't great you know and you you see where i'm going with this you know the going back to what you did before will lead you back to where you were before and how you felt before. But, you know, then a different shiny new program or diet catches their attention and you get excited about that, right? You get excited to try that and the whole circle starts over again. There's that excitement of the new and the different and the shiny and I haven't tried this. And so you jump on with that. And then, of course, eventually your body's going to adapt to what you're doing and progress is going to slow down or it's going to stall or it's going to reverse a little bit and walk away from that and go back to revert back to ingrained behaviors and then another new shiny thing and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on this is where we see you know yo-yo dieting and people jumping from one type of eating to another one type of workout to another just hop 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 and they never really make any lasting changes they don't really make any real progress in their health or in their body composition or whatever their goals were And this is why I really think that creating and maintaining, maintaining those healthy habits is so hard because it's kind of boring. It's not really sexy. It's not exciting. It it is, in all honesty, the mundanity. Is that a word? I think that's a word. The mundanity of eating real food that you've cooked yourself for the most part. It's the boringness of getting enough sleep. It's just the monotony of finding workouts that you like doing and actually doing them and making sure that you're engaging in consistent daily moderate movement, like walking a lot uh, you know, taking the stairs, you know, just all these things that they're not flashy, they're not exciting. And just repeating that, you know, 365 days a year, or if you're, you know, if you're going for 80%, then repeating that, what, 293 days a year. When you look at it that way, you're like, oh my God, this is so boring. And you are going to get bored. You're definitely going to get bored sometimes. I get bored sometimes, you know, I'll, my fridge is filled with delicious, healthy, home-cooked food, or at least the ingredients necessary to make healthy home-cooked food. And there are days that I open it up and I'm like, really? More chicken thighs? Mm, I'm not sure I can do this. But of course I can do it because you can do anything, especially if it's something that's going to result in long-term 
beneficial results. But you need to recognize and admit and accept that you're going to be bored with making healthy choices sometimes. And you're going to feel like it's a slog. And you're going to wonder, like, is this even worth it? You know, and you'll definitely wonder that when you hit a weight loss plateau or a strength plateau or, you know, whatever your intermediate goals are, what whatever they have to do with, whether it's strength or weight loss or body composition or, or whatever it is, you know, if you hit those plateaus or you hit a bit of regression, you're really going to wonder if all this boring crap, if, you know, saying no to the donuts at work and if saying no to the pizza, you know, and, and all these other things that seem to creep up in our lives, you know, is it really worth it if, you know, I'm not going to be losing 12 pounds a week? And, you know, especially when you follow people on Instagram, you know, all the Fitspo uh, motivational transformation Tuesday kind of accounts, you know, some of it's very, very motivating. And, and yes, it's inspirational. Um, but a lot of times, you know, when you're seeing somebody else who's doing the same thing that you're doing, and they've lost 30 pounds in a month and a half, and you've lost five, you're like, why, why am I doing this, right? And what I am trying to talk to you about today is that this is exactly when you need to keep your eye on that long-term goal that you set. You know, you started this journey because you just couldn't keep living the way you were, right? I mean, when you boil it down, you were miserable enough, but loved yourself enough that you knew you couldn't stay the way you were. You knew that there was a better way to feel and a better way to be, a better way to live, and that you were worth that and you took on that challenge. And nobody said that it was going to be quick or easy. And if somebody did tell you that, I'm just going to make an aside right here. If somebody says, oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to be fast. This is going to be like riding a bike, walk in the park. You need to run the other direction because they are selling you a load of crap, basically. You know, reshaping your life and your health, and your whole self, and your outlook, and your habits, and everything that goes along with that is really hard work. You know, it's work, and it's hard. It's hard work, but it's also really important work, and you are absolutely worth it, and you know that, and if you haven't fully accepted that yet, I'm going to tell it to you right now. You are absolutely worth all of that effort and all of the suffering and all of the boringness and all of the, you know, tedious having those chicken thighs again instead of a, you know, greasy fast food meal. And you're never going to get to your goal if you quit when it gets hard. Or when you have a setback. And it's so tempting, isn't it? It is absolutely so, so tempting to just say, screw this. I don't care anymore. People liked me the way I was before. They like me now. They'll like me if I go back to how I was before. This is too much work and too much effort. But this is really, honestly, 
when you need to reach down and you need to find that little kernel inside of you, that little spark, that little flame that is your inner strength and you just, your fortitude, your resolve and just blow on it to fan it and strengthen it because that love, that strength that you have for who you can be and what you want to be and how you're going to get there, you have to remind yourself why you started and fan that strength because you are strong enough and you are capable and you will achieve your goals as long as you don't quit. And sometimes you're going to just maintain for a little bit. You're just going to tread water. You're just going to stay in that same little spot, right? But if you just keep making the right choices, making the good choices, all of a sudden you're going to see that progress is going to start again. You're going to start moving forward again. You're going to start seeing the changes that you want to see, that you were seeing before. You just got to hang in there. And you got to find ways to motivate yourself to, to keep hanging in there. So, you know, that's all great, right? That sounds amazing. Yeah, sure. All I got to do is just stay motivated. So easy. But of course, it's not. You know, we just talked about how it's not, how it's going to, you know, things are going to be boring and they're going to be hard and they're going to be frustrating. So what are some ways to stay motivated? What are some things that we can do to stay motivated? I think, again, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for every person, but in general, there are some things that you can do to keep yourself motivated. And I think the first one is to realize and really accept, really, really internalize it. Like, don't just accept this intellectually like we do with a lot of things, but accept it on a base level, accept it emotionally, that progress is never strictly linear. Never, 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 never is progress strictly linear. And you will always be doing a little bit of a little bit of a dance, a little bit of a, a cha-cha with successes. You know, you'll you'll take a couple of steps forward and then maybe you'll take a step backwards. And then maybe you'll sidestep a little bit where nothing changes. You know, you're just moving laterally. You're moving through time, but nothing's changing changing. And then all of a sudden You'll see some more forward progress. Dun, dun, dun. And then maybe some of those side steps again. And you'll keep repeating this over and over again. There's going to be backward steps in there again. You know, there might be a twirl or two. But if you if you keep your eye on that long game and remember that your progress is not going to be a smooth, straight line toward whatever you're doing that can really help you stay motivated. And if you're using an app to track your progress, like I use my fitness, but I, I use a bunch, but I use my fitness pal to track my food. Um, I use Fitbit. I use, uh, Apple, Apple's iHealth 
app as well. So, you know, when I pull up my graph on my fitness pal for my weight, uh, it's, you know, it's not just like perfectly stable. It's not always trending downward. You know, it's, it's a squiggly line for sure. But what something that you can do if you're using an app where you're tracking your weight or, you know, whatever stats you're tracking is zoom that out. Like stop looking at it for like the last seven days and look at it over the last three months or, you know, whatever length of time you've been working on making better choices and moving towards your goals. Because what you want to see is an overall long-term trend toward your goal. You know, today's today. This week is this week. But how are you looking over the last month? How are you looking over the last two months, last three months? That's what's going to tell you something. You know, so zoom that out. And that can be very motivating when you look at that and you're like, oh, well, yeah, this week I haven't seen what I wanted to see. But overall, I'm things are looking positive, things are looking good. And that alone can just sometimes be the spark that you need to, to keep doing what you know you need to do. And then secondly, don't rely on just one set of stats that you're tracking. Don't use just your weight, or don't use, you know, just your body fat or whatever it is, you know, if the scale isn't budging, check your measurements. You know, go ahead and, and see, you know, is my, is my waist smaller than when I started? Uh, you know, how, how have my biceps changed? You know, if you're trying to build strength and build more lean muscle, you know, maybe your biceps have gotten a little bigger. Maybe you've been working toward a really nice booty, you know, go ahead and measure that. Take a look at that. You know, look at how your body is changing, even if, the numbers on it associated with your scale aren't what you want to see, aren't where you want them to be right now. Maybe there are other changes that are going on that are positive and that are manifesting in a different way. And it happens all the time. You know, it, I see so many, it, it tends to generally be women who tell me, you know, I haven't lost any weight. And I'm like, okay, how do your pants fit? Well, I've had to go down two sizes in my pants, but I'm still at X weight. It's like, well, you know, who cares what that weight number is? If your goal was to be fitter and be stronger and be smaller, you know, again, people always say they want to lose weight. And what they really mean is they want to lose body fat. Nobody ever comes in and says, I just have too much darn lean body mass. I need to fix that. I would like to become emaciated, please. Yeah, I would I would like I would like to be skinny fat. I want to be squishy and have no strength whatsoever as long as I'm a size zero. Very few people say that and you know they would hardly ever say it to a health coach. So, you know, take a look at different ways that your body is changing, that your health is changing. Maybe your goal isn't to change your body. Maybe your goal is to sleep better because you've generally been averaging three hours of sleep a night. Um And you're finding that, you know, now through moving more and being outside for a certain amount of time every day and eating better foods, all of a sudden you're up to, 
you know, six hours of sleep or five and a half hours of sleep or whatever it is, you know, you are making progress. You just need to look at things a little bit differently sometimes to see it. So, you know, before you throw the baby out with the bathwater, take a look at it from a different angle. So, you know, hang in there and just kind of change the way that you're looking at your progress. And then another idea is since you're looking at all your different stats anyway, look over your food journals and see, you know, maybe, maybe you've gotten a little lax, you know, maybe you are having a few too many, like just one bite of this, or maybe you aren't eating enough. Maybe you've become, you know, glued to the numbers and your body is telling you you need to eat a little bit more. Maybe you need to throw a couple more calories into the mix uh, to shake up your metabolism a little bit, Uh, you know, or maybe, like I said, you need to take a look and be really honest with yourself that, you know, calories consumed while standing up still count, you know, calories consumed while having just a bite, just a taste. I just want to see what this tastes like, you know, all of that still goes into our body and still counts. So, you know, take a look and be honest with yourself about what you're doing. Are you really moving as much as you were before? Are you getting the number of steps that you want to get? Are you uh, on your yoga mat, you know, four times a week or whatever goals you set, whatever those goals were, are you really hitting them? So take a look at that because honestly, our bodies are really good at adapting to changes and maintaining a certain comfort zone and you got to shake things up occasionally. You got to be a little unpredictable. So sometimes, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to take a look and see what you're really doing. And then the fourth suggestion that I have for you is in line with that shaking things up a little bit, you know, we, our body likes routine and it responds to routine by settling into it. So maybe you need to find a new way to move a little bit. You know, if you're always hitting the gym, you know, maybe try going hiking instead. You're going to use different muscles. Your body is going to have to respond in different ways to the effort that you're doing. You know, maybe try a dance class, uh, You know, maybe if you're always doing yoga, throw in, you know, throw in some strength training sessions with weights. You know, I'm a big fan of yoga because it relies on body weight. You can do it anywhere. There's lots of great yoga on the internet, on YouTube. You know, you don't have to get fancy clothes and sign up for an expensive class or any of that. You can just do it in your house, in your bedroom, you know, but if that's what you're always doing and all of a sudden you find that you're not seeing the progress that you were before, maybe go check out a kettlebell class or check out a TRX class or, you know, some other kind of uh, program that still involves strength, but is more than just uh, using your body weight. Um, You know, you could even do like HIIT workouts, you know, I've written about the 8Fit app, you know, you don't have to leave your house to do that. And you don't need any equipment to do it. So you know, but it moves your body in a different way. So your body's going to respond a little differently. And sometimes that's what you need just to kind of shake it out, shake it up. And, uh, you know, give yourself a little bit of a different challenge and get it, get it 
responding, get your body responding again. And also, you know, it gets you out of that like boring aspect, you know, that Ugh, here we go again. Yeah. You know, you have to think about what you're doing and, and you're doing something different. So that's stimulating for your mind. And then I would also suggest that if you're somebody who responds well to a carrot and stick approach, and I'm, I'm not big on the stick approach, but definitely the carrot end of it, you know, set yourself some little micro reachable goals and then pick an appropriate non-food reward, like hit your macros all week and then treat yourself to a pedicure or buy a new color nail polish or get a massage or, you know, let yourself watch the new Netflix show that you've been wanting to check out, but, you know, hadn't gotten around to it yet. You know, whatever it is that you're going to respond to that isn't food, you know, get yourself a new Pandora charm or, you know, what whatever your thing is, you know, set yourself some little, and I'm talking tiny, like seriously, hit your macros for a week, um, hit your step goal every day for a week hit your workout goals for the week, you know, whatever, whatever it is, and then reward yourself. So, you know, whether you want to count a week as a work week or seven days, whatever it is, set yourself some little micro goals and then, and then reward yourself with something that isn't food. And then, you know, look around for some support, um, either in your community or online. Um, you don't have to do this by yourself. You know, of course, if you have a coach, then you're definitely not doing it by yourself because your coach is going to be there for you and with you and, you know, and helping you come up with some of these ideas and institute these ideas. But maybe you don't have a coach. Maybe you are trying to do this on your own and some support could be very beneficial for you. So, you know, meetup.com is a great way to meet people locally in your community. There's something for everybody. You know, if you're like in the keto world and you're the only person you know who's doing it, go on meetup and see if there's a ketogenic meetup in your area or a primal group or a paleo group or a vegan group or you know, some people who like kayaking or people who like hiking or people with one-eyed dogs that like to go salsa dancing, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you feel drawn to, or you feel like is going to be a good support for you. I bet there's a meetup for it within an hour's drive of your house. And if there's not, you know, there are literally millions of websites with forums on them where you can go on and, talk with like-minded people, you know, there's plenty of primal forums and paleo forums and blogs where you can post comments and get some support from the other, <coughs> excuse me, the other uh, readers. There's podcasts like this one where you can leave your comments and get support from the other listeners. You know, there's, there's a lot of support out there. Um, you just sometimes have to make the effort to find it. And then you can derive a lot of motivation from all those other people. Uh, you know, we all have a lot to learn. 
And we also all have a lot to share with other people who need to hear it. And that can be very motivating when you read a comment from someone who's where you were previously and you're able to reach back to them and say, hey, here's what I did when I encountered that. And then suddenly you realize what I'm about to say now, which is taking a look back at where you started and really looking at it and really remembering why you started can be immensely motivating when you look at where you are now and where you want to be. And when you remember why you started and where you were when you started and how you felt and how important this was to you, and you look at how you have been and continue to move in the right direction by making the right choices every single day, that becomes immensely powering and immensely motivating because you can see how your strength and your resolve have moved you from that starting point towards your goal. And yeah, you're still, you're still on the journey. You're still on the path. That, that slider hasn't moved all the way down yet, but you can see the results that you've already achieved. And that should absolutely make you feel amazing and strong and capable of getting to that ultimate goal. You will get there. You absolutely will get there as long as you keep trying, as long as you keep making those right choices, as long as you keep moving forward, at least mentally and emotionally, if your body is, is fighting back a little bit, you just keep your eye on that goal. You keep the knowledge that you're capable and you're worth it. And you will keep moving toward it. But like I said, it's not going to be easy. It's definitely not super sexy doing the hard work of it. And most people are never going to realize how hard you're working. Most people are never going to know the struggle that you're feeling to keep doing this every day, to keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself moving forward, to keep yourself constantly in tune with what's working, what's not, do I need to tweak this? They're, they're absolutely never going to realize how hard you are working, but you will know, and you are the important one. You are the one who is killing it, who is turning yourself into the absolute best version of yourself, and you know it, and that's the important thing. So, I mean, damn, this was, you know, it's a little, a little deep, you know, a little, I don't know, a little emotional on here today, but, you know, seriously, here's to, here's to keeping yourself motivated. Here's to keeping ourselves motivated, you know, being your own cheerleader, being your own horn tutor, because, you know, we're all worth it. You, you are so worth it. I'm worth it. You're worth it. 
every single person out there who is trying to make themselves over into the best version of themselves is worth it. And we can all do it. We can absolutely do this thing. We just got to stick to it. Don't give up. Don't jump ship. You can make it. I know you can. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you would, please leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with what's going on in between these broadcasts. And uh, I'm at Tenacious Acorn in both of those places. And if you have any comments or questions or you want to reach out with anything, you can email me. The email address is jessica at tenaciousacorn.com. Or, you know, you can always hit me up on Twitter, again, at tenaciousacorn on Twitter. Uh, I'm happy to hear from you. I love actually hearing from you. I So many people have sent me messages or comments that have sparked blog posts and sparked these podcasts. So if there's something going on, you know, that you want to hear about or something that you wonder about, reach out, you know, I'm happy to build a blog or a podcast around it if it, if it seems like it's going to be helpful for people. So I love hearing from you all. So drop me a line. Anyway, until the next time, take care of yourself.